0: Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pele with the Big Ticket Clients podcast. And it's my pleasure today to introduce you to Alejandro La Plagna. How are you doing today, Alejandro?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, yes. And it's a pleasure to have you today. Now, Alejandro, you are the CEO of ShockWorks. You guys do amazing business internationally. You have 200 employees. You, you, You have clients as big as... Fox Sports and, and the United Kingdom government and all of these big-ticket clients. You're the CEO of this company at 30 years old, Alejandro. Come on, talk to me. How did you do that? I love it. How did you get there? Uh, well, it was, uh, it was uh,
1: hard work, a lot of trial and error, mostly. just um, And it's kind of deceiving, right? Most people, they start their career, you would say, around um, 22, 23. I mean, I started working when I was 16 son had a lot of uh you know early missteps that kind of helped us course correct and you know we're we're at this we're at this juncture and only trying to improve
0: amazing you got business in 15 different countries big ticket clients all over the map your company does mobile first apps right um and and so you 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 are really like With Shockworks, right in the middle of the technology industry. So, give us some history, give us some background. How did you um, basically start out your business life, maybe even start out your life? Where where are you from? What do you do? How did you get here originally? What's your story? Perfect.
1: Perfect. So, full disclosure, I'm actually not a software engineer. Ah! I've had to to pick up a few tricks here and there, taught myself a little bit of Python, Um, have some kind of a mathematical background uh, through economics, but. um, you know, I'm I'm originally finance economics, so I'm I'm pretty much a business guy, and uh, I started I started a bit young. So I'm originally from Caracas, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Although my father is uh, second generation Spanish, and my mother is Colombian. It's a bit of a mix there, but all, all from Spanish speaking, I guess.
0: Wow. And- but you, but you make Washington, D.C. home right now? Or did you say you were going to be uh, moving to Florida? I don't remember exactly how we. Sure. said well, Actually, that. I'm, in the, I'm in between places.
1: I've, uh, I moved to the States when I was 16, mm-hmm. lived in Miami, mm-hmm. then moved to New York for about a decade. And, um, you know, within that uh, lapse in New York, I've had a few um, big ticket clients over in D.C., which have kind of forced me to um, spend at least two weeks out of every month here for the past two years.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned coming all the way from uh, Caracas, Venezuela. You mentioned showing up uh, on our beautiful shores here at the age of 16. And as I've said earlier, and I'm sorry, hey, this is not ageism, but you're a young man. You know, you are only 30 years old and you've achieved so much. I would love to know, what's the magic formula for you? What, what is it that has driven you so hard to become the success you are today? Uh,
1: honestly, I, d- I don't know if I have a magic formula. I think it's really just, uh, trial and error, you know, being, I was maybe a little, almost in a stupid way, too ambitious when I was young. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you kind of get, uh, that little baptism of fire, then you course correct, figure a few things out. I guess, uh, one thing is that I kind of, a philosophy that I adopted is that when things went wrong, I kind of, uh, a lot of people kind of turn to uh, blaming others, blaming partners, blaming. Mm. You know circumstances but in reality it it all it all kind of comes down to you right so i mean you're the one who chose the partners that you had um so ultimately it was kind of liberating to take a lot of self-blame and through that kind of figure out ways in which you can correct in real time and then navigate the environment better you know you, you know you
0: you you talk about that kind of resilience uh um um earlier in your life when you you uh You went into that big venture. I'll let you tell the story of the 2008 uh, venture (laughs) that you you thought was going to be the big thing, but then came crashing down. Tell us about that.
1: Right. Yeah. So talk about how how lacking I was in market perspective. I started working for a multifamily office when I was 16 in Miami. So I was going to high school, then working in the morning, working in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, And one project that uh, we were taking on at that point in time was... Building out a mixed use condominium over in North Bay Village, Miami. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were, we were so brilliant that we began construction in 2006 and then had, uh, at the end of, you know, once we were done, we had 80% deposits um, in 2008. Then 2008 happened. Before you know it, that 80 kind of becomes 40. And before um, you know no. it, people are defaulting left and right. <laughs> and you're owing the bank, you know, tens of millions. Uh, and that's, that's a problem. Wow. But, uh, you know, it was, it was a bit of a baptism of fire. It happened early. And even though we didn't profit from that venture, we did end up uh, paying the bank back. And uh, we got very creative, kind of started turning the units into fractional ownership. And it was a, sort of a phenomenal learning experience, to be frank. Maybe I didn't think so at the time.
0: But you know what? Just listening to you. I mean, look at you. You went through all of this. And what did you take from it? A learning experience. You didn't blame anyone. As you said earlier, it, it wasn't about anyone but yourself. And, and you learned and you grew from it and built you, built your character. And now look at you today. So I, I, I'm so impressed by that, by the way. Let, let, let's talk about today. Now at ShockWorks, um, you know, you talk about being a mobile first uh, strategy organization tell us a little bit about the customers you serve um the kind of challenges they have that you help uh, to to uh, alleviate
1: perfect so um if you want before i get into that can i can I give you a bit of a background as to why shockworks came about absolutely yes please so, we love
0: stories here
1: <laughs> okay, so and i promise it's not too much of a digression so okay. uh-huh. in this case um i was basically one side. You know, I finished uh, working with the multifamily office. I just decided to start my own company when I was 22.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that company started doing well. Um, and then we got a little, little ambitious. We went the VC route. We had some pretty interesting limited partners spun off more than we can chew. And then, you know, I guess I really, in reality, I partnered with the wrong people. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, technical people that were, you know, that just, we're not the most ethical and, um, you know, we're more lifestyle entrepreneurs than value or wealth creators to Mm -hmm. an extent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, you know, a lot of money was siphoned there. A lot of things went wrong. So, you know, I basically got tired of being screwed by technical people that are very one dimensional Mm -hmm. in how they view things. It's all very, very zero sum. Yeah. Right. So my whole approach was, you know, I'd come back, start from scratch, like lick my wounds, Mm -hmm. uh, build out, build my own product team. It started with about uh, 10 to 15 guys for internal purposes. Mm -hmm. And that quickly morphed into roughly 100, then 150, then 200. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, you know, between our partners, we probably indirectly employ about 500 people. So it's a situation where I wanted to provide the best service by which um, our partners would have, Basically, a developer and a partner, in this case, someone with skin in the game.
0: Got it. That Got
1: became it. a unique selling point.
0: Ah, I, I love that. So the idea of partnering, and we're going to come back to that later. Um, sure. So so now at ShockWorks, you know, the kind of companies that you actually work with, who, who are they? What do they look like? And what challenges um, do they uniquely have that you solve?
1: Sure. So what we did was we looked at the kind of accelerator model and we saw it as a very flawed concept or typically you looking for, you know, they become kind of middlemen, right? So the limited partners give them money, they spray the money and maybe give them office space and advice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, I mean, advice can be good, I guess, and connections, but in reality, um, I, I like to make things a bit more concrete. I also don't like, uh, you know, I, I I'm in the business of risk, but I, I'm not in love with taking unnecessary risk. So what I, what we decided was that we could find a very interesting collaboration mm-hmm. with uh, you know older seasoned entrepreneurs that have already been successful in an analog field, right? So uh, sports agents, uh, safety consultants, um, staffing companies, uh, real estate, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. all traditionally analog fields. Yeah, and these are people who have been successful and. Now, through either efficient, through it, now through digitization, they could find efficiency gains or flat out disruption. What we do is we partner with them and they become kind of our bridge into all the, these really big ticket clients that mm-hmm. we were mentioning before, right? Mm-hmm. From Microsoft to the government of UK, yeah. et cetera.
0: Love that. Love that. Um, Fox Sports, I mean, we're talking very big clients here. Uh, that's, that's
1: actually an interesting story. With yeah, Fox yeah, Sports, tell we, we us about before. that. Absolutely. So that's with our partners and portfolio company, of which I'm also CTO. Mm -hmm. It's called a two-way, two-way sports. Mm -hmm. And we ran a partnership with Fox Sports down in Colombia, where they sponsored a tournament with the top four teams. And uh, we built the apps that were then broadcasted onto the screen, right? Live. Mm -hmm. And we're generating engagement. These were social apps, they're not stats. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to generate the same buzz, the same engagement, or better mm-hmm. than Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we were benchmarked against Twitter and we actually received uh one hundred and nineteen times more engagement than they did. Wow. Wow. So it was a very interesting learning experience.
0: Very, very interesting uh win too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now you you for mentioned sure. you mentioned a stint in your life where you were a venture capitalist and you were you were kind of uh you almost were, were like saying, okay, well, that didn't, that wasn't what I wanted to do. So now what's next? But tell us about that. I mean, being a venture capitalist, how was that like for you?
1: Well, I, I think I got into it uh, with very good intentions. But, um, you know, I guess I had higher expectations for it. And I think I, uh, we came in with a fairly, I would say, disruptive model to the IP industry. So we were uh, basically, detrollifying patent trolls. Mm-hmm. So, turning you know non-practicing entities into practicing entities by spinning off companies. But I think we took on a little more than we can chew, and uh, you know it, it didn't it didn't go as planned. But it was a phenomenal learning mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. and some money was made as well. But yeah. uh, it could have been a lot more. So that's a bit of a a bit of a. <laughs> something i have pending
0: yeah yeah no i hear you so let's talk about big ticket clients and how you uniquely find them market sell to them acquire them and one of the reasons of that uh, for for this this uh topic really for me is That's been the big, big challenge I've found with consultants who are trying to make that leap into, you know, higher income. They need to get bigger ticket clients and they don't know how. (laughs) So when, when we can find people like you who are willing to come on the show and share maybe your unique insight into how you do that, it's a wonderful thing. So how do you find and, and convert and close these big ticket deals? So in my
1: case, you know, like you mentioned the word consultant, I try to be kind of like an anti-consultant. Ah. To an extent. So and, and I I don't mean this pejoratively. Mm-hmm. I just mean it in the sense where um I'd rather have very concrete deliverables. I'd rather co-invest and partner with you. I'll mm. have skin in the game and uh really take things from point A to B in a demonstrable fashion mm-hmm. rather than, you know, give advice. So again but, but then for cpas for marketers for lawyers it makes sense in my world it doesn't make as much sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: my world is more you know like uh, deliverables and uh execution oriented mm-hmm. and that's it's just my personality mm-hmm. so what i what i did was i figured that if i really focus on my product and conveying it in a very transparent way which would be through partnerships and co-investment mm-hmm. um then it would be through the partners that we end up having the access. So these are people that are already working with the, the Hildons, mm-hmm. with um, you know, Fox, uh, with uh, the government of the UK, with mm-hmm. the Ministry of Defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, in this case, through these partnerships, then uh, we can actually execute at the highest level. Mm-hmm. We don't really have to focus too much on biz dev, rather we can focus on product. So it's a bit of an unorthodox approach. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it for everyone, but it's worked for me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so Alejandro, let me just agree with you so much here, but I am going to recommend it for everyone. Because <laughs> no, seriously, because when you say the word partnerships or you say co-investment, for me that really interprets back to one word and that is relationships, right? Um in fact in in, in my book Big Ticket Clients which you could probably see over there, which is the title of our show here, relationship building is the number one most powerful way to get connected with big ticket clients they they don't respond to mass spammy emails and you know linkedin <laughs> automations none of that stuff works at the big ticket client level so you are absolutely crushing it um in the way that you should be but let's talk a little bit more about those partnerships and those co co-in- co-investments how do you initiate the conversation you know a lot of people who may be listening Mike goes, okay, well, yeah, it's all well and good. You need relationships with big-ticket clients. But how do I start <laughs> those relationships, you know? So so I, I say this
1: with the utmost humility, but I'm kind of in a very fortunate position mm-hmm. where I don't really need to market or advertise. Like my LinkedIn, I probably haven't updated it in the past two years. Yeah, um, What I mean by that is that um, it's all traveled very fast through word of mouth. And I think mm. that comes as a result of being excellent in product or trying to achieve excellence in product.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So once you do that, then I think, you know, ultimately you're kind of building a honeypot and I don't mean it in the cybersecurity kind of way. I mean, like a honeypot where people just come to you. Right. So in terms of marketing tactically, what I like to do is, and even though it's a bit expensive, Mm -hmm. it works is I like to bring people to me. I don't like to chase people. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a lot of events. uh, I'll sponsor events or Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the best way where people also see that you're willing to invest
0: in your brand and stand by your product. Mm-hmm. I love that. And In fact, just so you know, I have written down two things right now that are so powerful. Number one, you focus on word of mouth, which is just as a result of, of excellence in your product, right? And guess what? A- again, another statistic that is well chronicled, word of mouth is the most powerful tool. Uh, it's the referral business uh, <laughs> powerhouse, right? So, sure. so that's one thing that, that you've done. Another thing you do is events, which is again another extremely powerful way of building relationships. Because guess what? When I can meet with Alejandro and his team in person, we're gonna make a human connection. Right. This is not going to be some social media thing that, you know, uh, you know, some some marketing thing online. This is real people with, you know, real behavior and communication and so on happening so you are really on on top of some powerful things here let's let's move into maybe um if you have any stories of what you're excited about right now in your business or things that um you're looking forward to that you can share i'd love to hear that
1: oh absolutely absolutely so i think right now i think i've i've accomplish the initial goals that I wanted for my company Uh as far as setting the base and the footprint, right? Mm -hmm. So uh of setting up a base from which to really grow and operate effectively. Mm -hmm. And now what I'm looking for is more um one to expand the base of our partners, Mm -hmm. but also to make that base as synergistic as possible. So I don't see my clients or my partners as one off. I see them as a synergistic combination. Mm. that generate value together. So that's what I'm really working on. It's getting everyone together and really just, um, you know, putting all the skill sets together and building something. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully interesting.
0: You know, I love your humility because earlier on you said, hey, I'm not actually really a programmer (laughs) or something like that. Like, Like, look at this guy. You do not realize the power that you bring just as a thinker. And a, a business visionary, that's some powerful stuff. I mean, when you talk about bringing people together, as you just did, that is, that's a secret. <laughs> people <laughs> people want to know how to do that. I mean, that's powerful. Wouldn't you agree?
1: No, no, I agree. I agree with you. I think it's, uh, and the best thing is, if these are all, you know, if you've been very selective with whom you've partnered with, uh-huh. right, and they all kind of mesh in a given um, a given industry and you actually can plan this out, then it will be interesting what uh, what can be created as a result. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we focus a lot on advertising technology. Mm-hmm. So with all the different parts that where you might not see a fit initially, mm-hmm. in this case if you're strategic about it, if you help if you've helped each part grow, then you know the uh what is it that they say the sum becomes
0: greater. uh the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A- absolutely. So, um, tell us a little bit uh, about the details of Shockworks, and you know, again, sure. again, you know, everybody has a methodology or some differentiator, something that you believe is a competitive advantage. Why Shockworks? What is it that you guys do in solving problems or creating solutions that is, is unique and powerful?
1: So, one, we were, you know, we're lucky to the point that we don't have to take on clients that we don't want. And when we find something that we want, we don't simply engage them for fees. Rather, we partner with them, co-invest with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that makes sure that we do see a project out to fruition. Something else, I don't, I don't like to have hostages, so I always include opt-out clauses mm. without cause. You know, two weeks, give me two weeks if you don't like working
0: with me. No problem. Yeah. You're the ultimate yeah. relationship guy, right? Because, hey, <laughs> again, relationships, look... If the relationship isn't right, you can leave, you know? I mean... Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, that big
1: on attending networking events or just meeting random people. I mean, I'd like to really be very qualified as far as who I target, whom I approach, who comes to me, whom we work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's always a long-term vision. There's always, you know, a five to 10-year plan, mm-hmm. but way mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be the unique selling point to an extent, even though I try not to sell, you know, I just try to see a fit and if business can be done, then it works for both parties.
0: You know, we're, uh, mm-hmm. no, 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 go ahead. Please finish that. Though. I was, I was going to say we have,
1: uh, I guess, what sets us apart co-investment, um, you know, a lot of added value beyond just building a product. We build a digital business together with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, you know, just uh, a long-term perspective that can be synergistic
0: hmm mm-hmm. I, I, I like that long-term perspective. And really on that note, I want to ask you, what do you think is the role of your international focus? Um, wh- one of the things that you've talked about is, I mean, you're selling in 15 different countries, okay? Um, right. and, and you have awards and success, uh, for example, with the Colombian uh, you know, Federation. Um, you've done a lot of big things internationally. How much is the international focus a part of your secret sauce?
1: I think it's it's critical. I yeah. think it's critical because, you know, like if we have our operational base in South America mm-hmm. and we're willing to put the effort to train people mm-hmm. um, and to kind of raise the bar to a level of excellence, right, that can be comparable to San Francisco, Israel, you know, all the traditional hubs. Yeah. We can actually manage costs in a very effective way, right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and provide the same result. So that makes it easier for us and for our partners to operate at a at a much larger and faster level so it provides us economies of scale mm-hmm. then once you have a footprint in all these companies you can create economies of scope and place different products in different avenues where it makes sense right
0: mm-hmm. yeah so no. one
1: of our one of our clients uh, and partners has you know seven, uh, six thousand venues across the world mm-hmm. then there's another company that we have as as a partner that provides a service that can be upsold there so mm-hmm. Right away, you know, you can start uh, creating value effective immediately.
0: Powerful, powerful. So this is one of my favorite uh, parts of every interview is I want the advice of someone like you, you know, you know, as they say, um, uh, a leader knows the way and then goes the way, and then right. can show the way. So wow. um, I, I would love for you to share things so that people who are listening, who want to know how to maybe do some of the things the way you, you are leading the way right now, um, so that they can benefit. So give us one, two, or three powerful nuggets of your best advice okay. for, how to, for how to launch a big-ticket client's uh, business like you've done. I mean, whether it's sales or marketing or product, any angle that you think, um, or even just leadership, any any angle that you think will benefit people, what would you okay.
1: say? Uh, well, okay, to, to, to be, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I yeah. actually don't dislike giving out advice, because I've noticed that within my career track, I mean, one of my, I guess one quality I've had is that I've ne- never taken advice too seriously, unless it's, you know, from my Attorney or my accountant,
0: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, most people they they don't really they don't really think through when they give advice, or mm. maybe they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So I pretty, you know, but one advice would be don't listen to advice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I
1: mean, unless unless it's someone who's been there, done it. Unless you know for a fact that they, um, you know, have a certain skill set in a given domain, and you're getting technical advice. Mm-hmm. I Typically, you know, I think free advice is free. You know, <laughs> Just, wow, um,
0: I love that free fan of advice. Free advice is free. That's a great quote. I love that. Okay, so give give us give us another viewpoint that you've developed um, that uh, you know that that you think someone could learn from. You know, okay. something something else that someone could you know adopt in trying to get big ticket clients. Sure. So, I mean, from a
1: tactical perspective, what's yeah. worked for me in this mm-hmm. case has been, um you know, don't focus so much on the networking component, on the spammy emails, on, mm. you know, kind of misrepresenting your LinkedIn bio. I would focus more on your product. A lot yes. of people want to be deal makers. No one wants to work. So <laughs> for the most part, you see a lot, of, a lot of people that don't really focus on a product mm-hmm. that have nothing to offer, but are kind of just, you know, attending every networking event imaginable. Mm-hmm. I, on a tactical, well, a tactical perspective, I'd rather, you know, focus on product, perfecting something, really being able to deliver value, Mm -hmm. finding one or two clients that make sense and growing from there organically.
0: I can't tell you how powerful that piece of advice you've just given is. I cannot tell you because in today's world, (laughs) oh my gosh, look, there are people who have developed such amazing marketing systems. And then when you pay them the big bucks and you come into their product, it's Crap! Excuse my language.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's true.
0: I mean, and you're like, how is it that your marketing is so slick, and your right. product and your service and your customer approach is so terrible? Well, they've been focusing only on marketing, <laughs> as know, you said. Absolutely. So great advice. Do you have a third one by by any chance? How about leadership? You you mentioned you mentioned your there own.
1: There, there, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, have something. yeah, yeah. Honestly, the, the what I would tell people is always try and lead by example so Mm. that's why i don't like to give advice i'd rather so i would never hire someone Mm -hmm. unless i'm willing to do what they're doing so there are times where even though i'm not supposed to be with you know the cloud engineers because something went wrong but there are many times where i've pulled all-nighters with them Mm. you know doing damage control i just want people to understand that you're willing to do exactly what they do
0: Mm. you know that makes uh that, that makes that creates rapport with your team Powerful, powerful. And with a team of over 200, maybe even approaching, if you include partners, 500 uh, people around the world that that you're working with, uh, you definitely are exercising some leadership muscles there. So that's, that's great to know. Alejandro, it has been a pleasure to, to not only meet you, uh, but to learn from you and hear your stories. If people want to um, work with Shockworks or maybe learn more about what you do and how you do it, how do they reach you online? What's the best way? Oh, absolutely. You can either um, drop me a note at, on our website at shockworks.io. And how do we spell that? Let's spell that. It's S-H- S-H-O-K-W-O-R-K-S. Yes, because someone might put in the C, so <laughs> we've got to make sure it's like S-H-O-K. Okay. Yeah, no C. No right. C. No C. Okay. All right. Shockworks.com. And then anything else? Oh. .io. .io. Oh. See, there you go. I just, I just <laughs> messed it up. All right. So we'll, we'll have it in the show notes, but it's shockworks.io, right? Yeah.
1: Drop us, drop us a note there. Um, I'll be doing a lot of events in Miami uh, once we officially uh, relocate there. And, uh, you know, if you're in the area, it would be, be great to meet you, especially people who have been, um, you know, successful in a given domain, want to take it to the next level through technology. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of the perfect fit absolutely
0: well anyone uh who's going to be in miami uh you definitely (laughs) want to go check these guys out you you guys are doing great work um alejandro thank you so much for being on our our show i appreciate it thank you so much this was great thanks for tuning in to the big ticket clients podcast For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com That's www.BigTicketClients.com And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.